What up, world? It's your Password Point Guard and Trailblazer reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every day, free on all platforms, five days a week, Monday through Friday. Make it your first listen. Tell your friends to do the same. It's Locked on Blazers, your team every day. Today's episode, a very special one. We are joined by friend of the podcast and also friend of me in real life, Charles Tuggle. We, before the season starts, Charles and I go over under predictions throughout the entire season. And then we do a mid-season check-in to see how close we got. The Blazers are past the halfway mark. So Charles is back. We're talking over under. Charles, thanks for joining the program. We're happy to have you here. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me back halfway through the season. A little 40, 43 games. We are we're on the downslope, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see. <laughs> Let's check in, see how we're doing. This is true. This is uh this stretch from MLK Day to the All-Star break. It, when you're uh covering the league like on a day-to-day basis, this is the longest stretch <laughs> that there possibly is because um the guys are so tired of seeing you that you know it's like you're 40, 50 games into the season and they're just like, Oh my gosh, stop asking me questions. Today, for one day only, I'm thankful that I'm not on the beat annoying people. <laughs> so this, this stretch from MLK Day to the All-Star break is a little less painful for, for everybody. But uh, we are going to go over. We have 15 over-unders. Let's just, let's just see how we did. I'll, I'll run them down, and you uh, and we can, we can admit how close we were. The first one is Damian Lillard over-under 37% from three. I went over. What'd you go, Charles? I went under. And you nailed it, baby. Uh, Damian Lillard Close. shooting third. 36.1% from three. Uh, these over-unders are provided by listener Ben. Ben is is as good as they get at, at over-unders. Um, he mostly nailed these except a couple things out of his control. I think this is a good line. Um, Dame was actually shooting worse than this before. He's kind of had an uptick in shooting over the last handful of games. Um, I think 37 is a good number for him to hit on the volume he shoots. Like I think he needs to shoot a little bit better. Dame's been incredible over the last five games. Was there ever a point this year where you're a little worried about Dame? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and maybe that comes with just the ebbs and flows of the team, the squad building as well. Um, but also sort of to, to go out again with sort of a, a little injury, right, yeah. um, after coming back from the big surgery. So, uh, you know, not significant doubts, but but doubts about the the top tier quality that he's been known to produce in, in, in the past few seasons. Uh, but yeah, to your point, just a second ago, what the last 10 games, whatever it is, seven, eight games, he's been great. Yeah. He's not, I, five, 30 and five straight games. He's had a 50 piece and a 40 piece in there. He's, um, he's just as good as they, he's as good a scorer as has ever worn the uniform. Um, and I think if he pushes back towards 30%, they'll be even better. They've kind of figured it out a little bit with him. I, I agree with you. The concern wasn't that Dame was bad. It was that the top tier, like that, that echelon he could reach that not other people could reach is that he wasn't going to be able to get there with regularity. Um, seems to be getting there now. Our next over under was 21.7 points per game for Anthony Simons, which was CJ McCollum's average from 2015 through 2021. I went under, where'd you go? Also under, under, um, and we were both wrong. Close by in this. Oh one. my is gosh. Is it close? Of error and these sort of <laughs> judgments are not. Uh, no, we're not. No rounding. Uh, or I guess the, the like the the basketball reference rounds for us. So it's whatever the yeah. uh, uh, B ref does. 
Every Zyman's averaging 21.9 points per game. I actually feel good about this under. I feel good about this under for the long term. Um, it's a great line. It's like a perfect line, right? Um, but the last 20 games, Every Simons is averaging 18.9 points per game. The first 20, off. the first 21 games of this of his season, he was averaging uh 22.8 points per game. So he was over it. And now Dame's back and playing all the time and getting a little more a bigger share of the offense and and is slight below it, like slightly below it. I think he's going to average like 19 or 20. I think 21 is a great number, but I don't think he's going to hit 22. Like I I, I don't think he's going to hit that 21.7. So um, I'm with it. What have you made of Ant season so far? Uh, some ups and downs. Um, but as the players seem to go, the team seems to go as well. Uh, it's all connected. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he has cooled off a little bit. Um, and and this is also a time when Dame's been a bit of a resurgence. So uh, maybe this is a healthy sort of balance at the time. Um, and Are you worried about them playing well, together? Sure. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. If, if we're talking long-term kind of uh, prospects of the team, yeah, I, I am a little bit. Um, but it's what we got right now, right? Yeah, uh, it's like uh, to 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 use a phrase, smoke what you got. This is this is <laughs> this is sort of um, you know. I think in a perfect world, the Blazers would have a six eight shooting guard next to Dame and whatever it is. But like right now, the Ant is really talented. You kind of got to figure it out with with the sort of questionable fits or whatever it might be, or just imperfect fit. I think is a better way to say that. Yeah, the squad's still in a window. I think, right, of, 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 of figuring out what exactly it is. So uh, got to roll with it. And he's playing well. Yeah, he's been he's I, I, I think his people are louder about his weaknesses than his strengths. He's good. Like he's a good offensive player. Um, he's just it, it, it's imperfect. Uh, the next one, I think this is pretty easy. 45 games started for Nazir Little. I was under you were under as well, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's 39 games left in the season. This is the first one that we got correct. We've got it correct. Um, Nas is not going to start 45 games for the Blazers this year. Although he did, uh, after missing a bunch of time, he returned and looked p- pretty darn good um, on on Sunday night against the Mavericks. M- more of that. I mean, it's like, what did you think of Nas when he played 17 minutes or whatever it was last night? He looked fine. I don't think we need to like. And he hasn't we- started a, a, a game the whole season. Right. Zero starts. Exactly. And Zero. I don't think he's a threat if currently constructed to break into the starting lineup. Like he's not going to steal that minute, those minutes from Josh. Um, so I will check back in on Nas in a little, a little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah, to be determined. Yeah. I thought he, he started slow. He got hurt. He looked good last night. We'll see. Uh, over under 19.5 minutes per game for Gary Payton. I went over. What'd you go? Uh, where am I here? I went over also. And we were both wrong, but I don't know how wrong we're going to be there. He's played, you know, he hasn't played very much. He's averaging 16.2 yeah, minutes. Not available kind of on my little like score sheet right here, you know. Yeah. Back in on this one too. It's been- Are you, do you think he will end up averaging over, you know, 20 minutes per game? Because I, I, I would say yes. I think we end up getting this one right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could play. He could help. He's he's um, not surprisingly he, he helpful. A lot of them, really. It's it's that's been a massive frustration for me. Is sort of two weeks from two weeks. Is, is this guy ready to play ball or not? GP two weeks. Yeah, I mean, you, please stay. <laughs> I think he can I, give it 20, 20 minutes. I think me that too. 
Yeah, I, I think in the little bit we've seen him, he's been good, right? Like he's been, um, he's not he's not going to bring a ton in terms of scoring, but he can pass. He's obviously an effective defender, and he allows sure. them to play those like funky small lineups they wanted to play. Like I, I, I think he's been, I mean, like with some sort of obvious caveats, I think he's been good. <laughs> you know, like I, I think he's, I think he's been good. It's just he hasn't played very much. So like I'm with you. It's an NA. Um, I don't think we were. I don't think we were incorrect necessarily. I don't think we were incorrect on this one. Uh, let's do some more over-unders in the second segment. But first, I want to tell my listeners about Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is the personal finance app that helps you know, find and cancel the unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to watch just one show or that free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. And Rocket Money will, makes canceling those subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. You simply find the subscriptions you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Click the button, they'll get it done for you. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving an average person up to $720 per year. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage the expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. All right. So let's keep it rolling. We're doing our over-under check-in. These are over-unders we made at the beginning of the season, early in preseason, maybe like a, a game in a preseason. We recorded this. A couple games in a preseason, we recorded this. We're checking back in at the 43-game mark, and our next one is over under 28 minutes per game for Yusuf Nurkic. I went under. I was a, a doubter in his contributions. Where'd you go? Also under. This is a miss for me. 28 and a half minutes per game for Nurk. And quite frankly, he's had some big minute nights. They are leaning on him. And your boy is is really playing a bunch of minutes under Chauncey Billups. Um, he's had pretty consistently, you know, uh, when they... They haven't been whole, right? Like missing Justice Winslow, they can't go small. Missing... Uh, Missing GP and missing Nazir Little, they have less options to play small. And it's and you know, Nurk's been playing in that 34 plus range pretty consistently. What have you made of Nurk's season so far? Um I feel like he's grown in importance to the success of the team as the season has, has grinded on a little bit. Um which you know, to I've been a hater at times. I've been yeah, I was gonna say that you might be coming around, but he has sort of grown into his consistency in a really great way. And, and I'm also thinking back to last season as well uh, with the way that that strange and, and sort of depressive sort of season went, but, but Nurkic was around most of the time to sort of compete and, and play hard. Um, and yeah, he's been playing a lot and deservedly so. And I think impactfully so as well. I mean, he's he's he makes threes now, Charles. He shoots and makes three pointers over fifty percent on above the break three pointers. Too, too too many. Maybe maybe a little trigger happy at, at times. But I agree. How, how Nurk goes with a lot with lots of sort of skills, right? Um, leans yeah. in and out of his moments. That's foul momentum. His three point shooting momentum too. <laughs> yeah. No. There, there's. I, I feel like you know when you see it with Nurk. It's like there are possessions where he's just camped at the three point line and you know, he's going to shoot it when he catches it. And it's like, 
there was a moment against the Mavs actually when he caught it on the wing and it was like he could have shot it because Spencer Dinwiddie was switched on to him and it's like this was Sunday night and uh, mm-hmm. and he's like he looks like he's gonna take it and I'm like dog d- no and he took four dribbles he uh, put Spencer Dinwiddie on his back and ended up scoring in the post because he weighs you know 140 pounds more than Spencer Dinwiddie or whatever it is like he's just like he's got at least 100 pounds on him it's like go go punish this little guy. And like, that's what you want to see is Nurk, like not just be Brooke Lopez. Um, but like, cause Brooke Lopez became a bomber and then he went away from it. But it's like, it, you can really shoot it, take the open ones. And when you have an advantage, like just remember that you're gigantic play big, shoot a little bit, mix that in, have that variety. And you can be, you can be really special. He's shooting, I believe fi- uh, over 50% above the break threes, 54% last time I checked on above the break threes. Like he's, that's good. That's I can't be that critical if you make him that often. He's he's playing like a uh, <laughs> an oft reputed uh, uh, a replacement for himself, Miles Turner. <laughs> shoot, oh, interesting. More threes, right? Yeah. He's, he's playing like the player that other people say. Hey, why don't we go get that guy for him? Yeah. Uh, well, he blocks so. b- blocks less shots and rebounds more than Miles Turner. So uh, p- take take your pick. I believe Turner had thirty today in the for the Pacers. So um, yeah, he's he's. He's having a career year. Oh, I, I believe too. Miles. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe Miles Turner has, has has figured it out. All right, next over under forty nine and a half games played for the Portland Trailblazers for. Oh, just kidding. I skipped one. Uh, three and a half three point attempts per game for Jeremy Grant. I hit the over. I bet you did too. Yeah, yeah, and I was uh, in my little you know, preseason notes here for these over unders. Uh, I was thinking he'd be uh, right there in the middle of uh, kind of his pre Detroit sort of numbers yep. attempts per game and is his Detroit attempts per game. Uh, and he's really just right at those uh, attempts yeah. per game in Detroit. Yeah. It's like, he <laughs> I was thought averaging... he a little bit. He's shooting. He, he's a shooter. Yeah. He was averaging three and a half in, in, uh, in, in Denver prior to joining the Pistons. Then he's shooting like six a game with, with the Pistons. And the idea was like, okay, he's going to have a reduced role. He'll be, he'll look, look more like nuggets, Jeremy Grant than Pistons, Jeremy Grant, and not from three. He's having a career year. Um, he's 13th in the NBA in three point percentage. He's shooting 5.9 attempts per game. That's the over that we both got correct. He's not dropping below that in terms of volume. Like Jeremy Grant can shoot it. Like I think um, some other pull up jumper too. Yeah. Some, some other parts of his game, I think on offense, like some of the ISO stuff in the post is a little bit dicey, but at the rim and from the three point line, Jeremy Grant is killing it. Um, I've loved Jeremy Grant in Portland. What have you thought of him? Yeah. I've loved him also. Um, He was always the, uh, that's the archetype kind of the missing sort of piece of the Blazers puzzle for a long time. It's maybe the puzzle is not a a championship winning puzzle, but uh, fans have known what type of of player could fit really well in that role uh, alongside Dame and and the pieces that we have, including Nurk Um, and Grant's kind of that player. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think game, he fills in on nights when they need him as well. Um, yeah, Love. he could he can scale up to be a number one option. He's been pretty comfortable as a two or a second or third option, mostly a second option. Um, he's Duke do can, do can really score. Um, I think with GP getting a different defensive asks, I think um, Jeremy Grant will guard point guards less, which will make him a better look like a better defensive player. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Like it's he's the missing piece to make this team better. But if you think of that, like they weren't one piece away from being title contenders. If you think about it as incremental moves, which is like what the front office was trying to push in at media day, real first incremental move, the swapping out CJ McCollum for Josh Hart and Jeremy Grant. Really nice. Let's see what the next awesome. incremental. 
yeah, let's see what the next incremental move is. Speaking of Josh Hart, our next over-under was 49 and a half games played for the Trail Blazers in a Trailblazers uniform for Josh Hart. He has played 41 games so far, and I, I had the over in this. I had a cautious over. Where are you? I also had over. Um, reading between the lines of my notes, I, I think I was also uh, confidently over, really. Oh, interesting. No, well, it kind of reads like I didn't expect him to to get traded, which is right because that, that's part the, of the gambit of the, the yeah. That, the the implication is that he'll be traded. Uh, game fifty is January thirtieth. Uh, by February 9th, which is the trade deadline, the Blazers will have played fifty five games. So if Josh Hart gets traded, like the day of the deadline, he's going to hit this over, right? Assuming uh, good health. But like, yeah. Um, do you do you want them to trade Josh Hart? Like, what do you what what do you th- see as the future of Josh Hart in the uniform? Uh, I don't want to see him traded. I I like his character on the court. Um, he is prone to some absent-minded plays at times. He does turn the ball over a lot. Yeah, he, he really should shoot the ball more often as well. I, I don't know what happened in the last like month, but he got. Uh, a little in his head or something. Um, it's definitely mental. It's definitely mental. I agree with you. And he, it needs to shake that out. But no, I love what he brings to the team. I also don't see just in the larger NBA landscape much happening um, near this trade deadline. It seems like there should be just with like a whole lot of competitive parity in the yep. league right now. But uh, I don't see a whole bunch of pieces moving actually. And of course, Josh Hart would be in a maybe not a major trade, but a pretty good sized trade because he is a good player and a helpful player for lots of different teams. Just hundred percent. Um, so I don't want to see him traded and I don't think he will get traded either. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it'll be, it'll be really curious whether they do it. Cause he helps. He's a good tone setter, good culture setter. You, you know what you're going to get from him. They would miss his rebounding unless they replace that skill set um, with, with whoever they get. Like he's just so vital with the, if you're going to play Jeremy Granite power forward, you need a really good rebounding three. Josh Hart is literally the best at six, five rebounder in the NBA. Like you could, right. you Low can't bottom. get a better, can't get a better option there. Obviously you could get a taller person who could rebound. That's totally, that's actually within the rules. I don't know if the Blazers know that, but totally within the rules. Um, but yeah, I, 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 your point about trades, right? Like I think there is, I think the Rudy Gobert trade really, change the way people value guys who are good players, but not quite superstars. It's like, dog, if they traded, if they traded five picks, two rookies and, and like useful parts for Rudy Gobert, I want that. Like, I'm not trading you Pascal Siakam without getting that. I'm not trading you Boyan Bogdanovich without getting a haul, baby. Like, like I'm not trading Kyle Kuzma without getting a ransom, I think. And that's the problem. Uh, Mark Stein at the Stein line reported that like, that's kind of the scuttlebutt, not the Rudy Gobert yeah. stuff, but just like, it seems like the sellers and there are a few because there's so many teams in the playoff mix are asking, are it's, it's a big ask. So there hasn't been a lot of movement deadline spur action. When we get closer, maybe the, the ask will come down, but I think your read on it has been what seems to be the, the sort of insider reporting is it's like, maybe nothing happens. Maybe it's all a bunch of little small moves. Um, and Josh Hart certainly could be involved in a smaller move, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. I yeah, a final note on, on the trades really. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, to bring it back to the Blazers, it, if they were to move a Josh Hart or an Anthony Simons kind of due to uh, um, complimentary or otherwise issues, I, I just only see that happening for big time players, not like Paul's, 
right. to, to sort of Gobert, Gobert example, right? With lots of picks and things like that. And like all the, the draft equity or capital and everything. Have to, be, have to be some top, top players. And I just don't see those sort of popping up. So yeah, I think those guys stick around this year. Yeah, the only thing with Hart is he's entering free agency. So it's like if you don't mm-hmm. have a sense that he'll come back or you don't want to or you don't see him as like, you know, I think he's making 13 million this year. So like say Josh gets an, a raise to 18, 19 million, right? If you don't want to pay Josh Hart 19 million for four seasons or whatever, do you move him because you know he's not part of the plan? Or do you just Norman Powell his ass and you just give him the money and they're like, oh man, we don't want this dude because you get trapped with bird rights, right? Like if you lose him, you don't get magic cap room. You just pay him because you've kind of backed yourself into the into a corner to pay him. Um, I, I it That part makes a little... I think that that alone makes it more likely that he would get traded because they don't, maybe they don't want to get caught in what John Hollander of the athletic has called the bird rights trap, which is a hundred percent what happened with Norman Powell. Plus he strong armed them into getting a five-year deal. Way to go, Norm, (laughs) get that bread. Um, All right, let's come back and close the show with more over unders. But first I want to tell my listeners about bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, whatever that action is Uh, NBA games, NHL games, the NFL playoffs that are still rolling along. You've got the Australian Open and tennis. You've got soccer all over the globe. So whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it on Bet Online plus news, analysis, even podcasts to make you a smarter, better. Don't wait. Go take advantage today. That's Bet Online where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked On Blazers. Still chatting here with my friend Chuck Charles Tuggle, talking over unders from the preseason and our midseason check-in to see how our predictions went. The next one we've got on the docket here, Charles Justice Winslow. The over under was set at 2.0 assists per game. I had the over, uh, and I have it in my notes in all caps. I was hammering the over on this Justice Winslow line. Where were you? I was going under. I was betting on the. Uh the old injured reserve justice winslow to uh revert to to form um happy to say i'm uh wrong <laughs> yeah dude I think and in a, uh, sort of alternative secondary playmaker role in uh in big stretches of the season yeah he's been good he's over that line i actually don't have it in my notes um yeah, I got but it. Yeah. He's at 3.4 assists. So okay, I missed well, that. Well clear, really. Yeah, well clear of that of that line. Yeah, he's he's been um he's a really bad shooter. And the offense was starting to hurt them because of how bad he was at shooting. But he's a secondary playmaker. And I think if you can get him out there with lineups with more shooting, which they don't really have right now, but maybe Nurk shooting more kind of fixes some of the problem. Um, A thing he wasn't really doing as much and as effectively early in the season. But Winslow's, they've missed him on defense and they've missed his secondary playmaking when he's been out. Um, He's, Uh even with his issues, he's a better basketball player right now than Jabari Walker and Keon Johnson, um, who are like, a combo of his two skill sets. He's better than both those dudes, even as like by some measures, like the worst offensive player who was regularly playing in the league. Like he, <laughs> he was really struggling to shoot. He was really struggling to shoot. But I, I'm, I'm, I like funky, weird players. Just Winslow's a funky, weird player. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um, but yeah, uh, they need him back. Like, I think he's, he's out for another, at least 10 days. We'll see. Um, and then, Maybe they'll be able to go small, more small ball with Justice Winslow, which was clearly the plan. Or mm-hmm. maybe Winslow, who's also entering free agency, is part of one of those small trades out there. Um, 
certainly could be. Um, he's not a Josh Hart. Like Justin Winslow couldn't help every good team in the league the way Josh Hart can, but he okay. is like, you know, mid-range salary that maybe could appeal to someone out there. Mm-hmm. Have you, are you, do you share my Justice Winslow mild optimism or are you uh, skeptical? Uh, no, I, I share some of that. I mean, the bench has been so dreadful at times yeah. that it, it seems like even Justice's sort of, you know, non-gravity sort of non-shooting ability uh, is good for a, a couple of points here and there uh, for playmaking, you know, attacking right. the rim, kicking out, just kind of basic stuff that, like you said, Keon Johnson can't really do. Yep. Um, and no one else can really do either uh, for the team right now. Yeah, they, they've struggles and all they missed him when he was gone. And also it's like on nights when drew Eubanks just doesn't have it. It's nice to be able to go, okay, we're going to go small. We're going to go small. And like, we'll play justice Winslow at the five because he's strong enough and we'll handle it. And let's just, let's make it happen. Speaking of drew Eubanks, our next over under was drew Eubanks three and a half rebounds per game. And I had a cautious over in my notes. Where were you? Over. I was thinking the same thing. No other, uh, no other sort of competitors kind of for those rebounds in the, uh, in the backcourt like that. Yeah, uh, exactly. He's, a lot. he's been banging. Yeah. I, when Drew's good, I think he's been useful. I just, he just, I, I feel like his, um, I feel like his ask has been extended to the point where, um, where he just kind of reached the limit of his, of his ability. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. if you were asking Drew Eubanks to play, you, uh, you know, eight to 12 really good minutes, he'd be great when he's, when you ask to play 21 minutes every night, he kind of gets, he can get exposed a little bit. Like um, he'll chase blocks. He's not an elite mm-hmm. rebounder, but he's a good one. He's, he's good switching into space and, and like when he can, you know, get up and, and be aggressive, but you play him in drop coverage. He's not super vertical. So people are just blowing by him to the rim. Like, and then you, you know, you, once teams know, Hey, he can't do this. It's the NBA. They were going to ask you to do that every time you play. And I think Drew is, um, I think some of his struggles are getting exposed just because of a bigger role. And if he had a smaller role, he'd be better. Cause he's like what he, he always plays hard. You don't get cheated in the Drew Eubanks minutes. Also great hair. Blazers always could have one, right? Someone, yeah. Someone one would... well coiffed white guy from somewhere yeah uh now, in this case Morgan, right yeah and yeah troutdale baby I, he grew up in mississippi but he moved to, he went to high school here um at reynolds high go raiders um shout out to the mount hood conference uh, also i put this call out on twitter but i'll put it out again if drew eubanks dunked on you in high school you can come on the podcast if you were <laughs> if, if you played in the mount hood conference yeah. and drew eubanks at reynolds high school dunked on you email me locked on blazers pot at gmail.com i'm bringing you on the show yeah it's a free free standing invite if drew eubanks dunked on you the inbox is flooded the hundreds <laughs> the thousands yeah I, I don't think he would like he was i was transitioning out of covering high school sports when he was like uh becoming a very like you know oh this dude is going to go to oregon state he's one of the best players in the state I, he it took him a while like it wasn't until later in his high school career that it was like oh this is this dude is 6'10 and is like really good um he was like a baseball player early in his high school career and then he kind of figured it out and now he's going to carve out like a eight or eight plus year career in the nba decade in the league um easy yeah, to root for player even in the with... league has to have has walls full of posters from from high school dunks you know <laughs> we made it that far high school you had to be tearing people apart come yeah, on yeah 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 if you were getting recruited to play division one basketball in um 
you know, like it, with all due respect to the Mount Hood Conference, shout out to the Gresham Gophers and the Barlow Bruins. But like he probably crammed on some dudes. He probably crammed on I some folks. I would be thrilled to have been yammed on by Drew Eubanks in, in a proper high school game. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I rotated over and the shack of Troutdale put me in the locker. Yeah, no, hit me up if you got dunked on by Drew Eubanks in high school. Next over under. Trenton Watford, six and a half points per game. I was at the under. I was at the under. Where were you? Under also. Yeah. Yeah. Under he's also. at 4.9 points per game. He's out of the rotation now. He's lost his spot to Jabari Walker. I think yeah. fairly. I think fairly. I think mm-hmm. Trendon is probably overall a little bit better at basketball than Jabari Walker, but he doesn't fit what they want to do. Um, he doesn't fit better on this team. Jabari Walker is a much better fit on this basketball team. Uh Trenton doesn't shoot. Um, He needs to get to the rim. He needs the ball in his hands to be effective. And he's not a really high level rebounder. And he's not much of a defensive player at this stage. What he is, is like someone, if you put the ball in his hands, can take advantage of a mismatch. That's not what they need. That They don't need that. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. What have you made of the sort of Trenton Watford, Jabari Walker, backup power forward minutes this season? Yeah, we, I mean, we we surely had sort of discussed this even when we when we first chatted, and this is sort of the pre- predictable outcome. Really, is that uh, Trenton just wouldn't have the same role, uh, the same responsibility, right. the ball uh, for for moments in the game. Um, and yeah, you're right. Jabari's better fit, more size, better rebounder. Uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, need it. it. It's it's it maybe feels harsh on, on, on trend and still a young player, you know, still trying to develop last year was great for that. So it might feel harsh for him, but yeah, the moments just aren't really there. Um, And I can't say that's like Trenton's fault, you know, Um, just not the right fit for him. Maybe still needs to build some of those skills too. Yeah. If he was a little bit better defensive player, it would be a conversation because Jabari can't shoot either as we'll talk about in a moment, but like, uh, yeah, it's the Jabari Walker, has a bankable skill of being a physical rebounder in the NBA at 20 years old. The Blazers need that. They need him on the glass. They need that physicality. He played a little bit of center when uh, last on Sunday evening uh, when uh, Yusuf Nurkic was in foul trouble and Drew Eubanks was ineffective. They turned to the 20-year-old to play some center because he, they knew they could get away with his minutes as a rebounder. I don't think you could say the same with Trenton Watford right now. So, um, I uh, yeah, I, I don't... I'm still, I still like, you know, funky, weird players. I love a Trenton Watford only shoots floaters, loves, you know, loves to shoot inside 14 feet off the dribble. But like, yeah, I, right now Jabari deserves, deserves the minutes. Okay. We got some, we got some more to roll through. Shaden Sharp, 34 and a half games played. We both had the over and he's played 42 games. Yep. Yeah, he plays. Yeah. He plays and deserves to play. What, what have you, tell me about your Shaden Sharp experience. Um, he's he's pretty fun yeah yeah no I, I'm, I'm excited about him as a player um and has a lot of a lot of growth to 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 move through um adapted pretty quick maybe hit that sort of like rookie sort of youthful bump yeah speed bump not, not a wall but a speed bump yeah exactly having a scotty barnes moment yes <laughs> that happens with young players he's super young he didn't play a whole lot in ncaa um, the athleticism is there, which we'll discuss maybe also in a second. Yeah, yeah, in a second, yeah. Um, jump shot looks looks all right. Um, I like what I've seen from him. He's had ups and downs, and he's still sort of growing into the speed of the game. Totally, yeah. He, I mean, he, there are nights when he looks like a 19-year-old because he's 19 years old. It's like, oh, yeah, 
he's he wasn't ready to shoot it on that possession. He was his feet weren't ready, so he turned the ball over. Oh, he took he took a harder shot than he needed to there. Oh, he's you know he's he's getting blown by on defense because he just hasn't guarded people of this caliber for any extended stretches. And again, in CNBA, they see him on tape. Go get seventeen. Like it's like get, get yeah, find him. Like if you want to pick someone with a bigger role, find him. But I think he's. I think after a pretty rough December, I think he's been a little bit better. I think he's picked up recently and he's playing like closing in on 20 minutes on most nights. Um, and I think he deserves it. He's been good. Um, I still think he's going to be a really good basketball player. I believe the comps we had um, in this episode, we recorded it in October was like Andrew Wiggins. Um, it was maybe a little generous for what he is right now, but I think he could be that right. Like a guy who can really score and uses his athleticism to be a good defender rebounder. Like I, I, I think I think that's still he's still on track to be um, another Canadian hero. Yeah, could be a very interesting player with the athleticism, the shooting stroke, the length. It'll be around. Deserve playing. Uh, yeah, he blew past that that number. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Forty two games. Forty. He's, he's already played. Um, Keon Johnson over under point nine steals per game. I was at the under. Where were you? Yeah. Also under. He's eleven steals. Eleven steals in twenty-two games, half a steal. Um, he's not there. He's not playing. There was a moment where Keon, I thought, was putting it together, and then like he just can't score inside the arc. Like his two-pointers, his two-point percentage remains are really low. He's his 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 with his feet set, standing still, open three-pointers. It looks good. A dribble, uh, closeout, anything. It does not. It looks bad quickly. Um, he's just. Keon is young and he's putting it together. He was, he's taken a big jump from being super raw last year to this year, but he's just not ready to contribute. Um, I was, what, what are your Keon thoughts? Yeah. You trust him in stretches just to sort of get the ball out of the backcourt and, yeah. and initiate something really quick. And, and that's about the extent um, uh, of his playmaking abilities at this point. Yeah. Uh, I like that. He is. I like that. He tries hard on defense. Um I don't even know if he's a good defender, but he gets yeah. after he, he gets after it on defense, and I like that. Yeah, the uh, Jabari Walker over under thirty two percent from three. I had the over. I went under. I went under here. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking shooting sometimes isn't isn't about sort of ability, but sort of rhythm and everything. And a young player, especially in and out of the lineups, I didn't know what was going on with Jabari. Um, yeah, he's, he's he's shooting eighteen percent from three so far. Can we year. round up? Will you round up for me? Not a not <laughs> a lot of attempts though. So three like, of sixteen, right? Three of sixteen. Let's be honest, this is um, tiny, tiny volume. Last night against the Mavericks, they did not guard him. <laughs> that when he was in the game, he was in the weak side, and they were like, "Go ahead, my man, go ahead." Like when he was playing that small ball five, uh, a little bit of power forward is like. Yeah, we'll let 34 shoot. Like, I'm not, wor- I'm not worried about that. I, he could, if he wants, if my man wants to take a shot, he could take a shot. They were not worried about him. If he becomes a shooter, um, like league average shooter, he's going to be a good player. Um, three of 16, tiny little sample size. I believe the nerds say you need to take about 753s in the league for it to be, um, for it to average out. So somewhere in like, Year seven, we'll know if Jabari Walker is good at shooting threes or not. Yeah, I think if Jabari hits Ben's line of 32%, uh, the Mavs last night still don't guard him. So 100%. They say, they say keep <laughs> shooting. Not taking enough, you know? Yeah, keep shooting. Exactly. Uh, the next one, Greg Brown, the third over under a 0.5 appearances in the dunk contest. We both had under. We did not think Greg Brown would get there. But guess what? Shaden Sharp's going to the dunk contest, baby. 
Um, is Shane Sharp going to win the dunk maybe contest? Maybe Greg will be there throwing a little alley oop or something. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> maybe he'll get to he'll do the Steve Nash head it to head it off the backboard to Amari Stoudemire. Um, or he'll do the puff the magic dragon be on a whatever those things hoverboard and give it to hoverboard. give it to Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Um, is Shane Sharp going to win the dunk contest? Uh, who who else is in it? Oh God! Um, <laughs> waste too much time. Do you know? Yes, Kenyon. My man Kenyon Junior Martin Junior, who was briefly it's KJ Martin, but he was briefly mm-hmm. listed in the NBA rosters last year as KJ Martin Junior. Kenyon Junior Martin Junior. Um, KJ Martin though, Ken Junior, uh, Kenyon Martin's son. I've got too many juniors on the brain. Really good in-game dunker. We'll see what he's like in. Uh, we'll see what he's like in the contest. And then the other participant is Mac McClung. Mm. Do you know who that is? Uh, yeah, I, no, I saw this headline actually. He's not in the league right now, right? No, he plays He's... for the, I believe, he plays for Delaware's G League team, the the Blue Coats. All right, you know, just bring a few. Here's what I'll say about Mac McClung. Uh, if you check the history of Charles and I's text messages about five years ago, I was sending <laughs> Charles Mac McClung, uh, whatever hoops mixtape dunks from high school. This dude has a crazy, crazy high school mixtape. But what the, I'm not gonna say a bad word in this podcast, but like. What has the dunk contest become that a G leaguer is in it? Kenyon Jr. Martin Jr., Shaden Sharp, and a G leaguer are in the dunk contest. It's, it's, it's done. It's done. Dead and dusted uh, until Shaden Sharp resurrects. Exactly, it. our, our man, man is going to bring it back. It, it needs a leaper. Yeah, I mean, Shaden Sharp is a wild athlete. I I have two concerns about Shaden Sharp in the dunk contest. One, he jumps too easily. His his <laughs> one the man jumps too high. He jumps too high. He jumps too high. He can get up to fifteen feet or whatever. He's just I, like I, yeah. I know what you're saying here. He Sometimes just floats like he the fluidity of a dunk. Yeah, it's like he, it's too easy for him to get up there. And I don't know if he has that Vince Carter swagger. You know, like the you say that too. He might not have the moxie just yet. To, exactly. To to just do anything during the dunk contest um, and to get the crowd hype to get to like to play the arena he's so reserved he's so reserved like um it's mm. you got to eventually you got to like right. we need a little turn him up turn right. that dial right. up a little bit yeah. crazy dunker though i expect to see super super fun dunks crazy dunker um he he like I think he should bring out the 12 foot rim and dunk on 12 feet cuz i bet he could do like a crazy windmill at 12 feet like he can jump that high like he's yeah, 12 and 12 and a few inches, maybe try to go for uh, greater than than Dwight Howard. Exactly. Take that Dwight Howard dunk. He could do the two rims like JaVale McGee. Like, he's got it. Like, he could actually jump over a car, show up Blake Griffin. Like, uh, yeah, no, he he can do it, any of them. Or, like, really, to pay homage to you know, Toronto legend, like, do all of the Vince Carter dunks. Yeah, those could be nice. Yeah, nice. do the Vince, do all of the Vince Carter dunks. And do it like Vince. Get them on one try, it's over. Um, yeah. We'll see. Uh, 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 this one we can just fly through. Olivier Saar over. Uh, it was over under 0.5 NBA contracts. I said over. I thought Olivier Saar was going to make the roster. Olivier Saar was waived on November 18th. Did not make an appearance. This one, this one didn't even merit an inclusion in my preseason notes. Apparently, I don't <laughs> see it in my document. Well, we could skip it. Uh, Olivier Saar got waived. They they signed Abu Baji. Abu Baji hasn't right. played. Abu Baji. Um, everyone wants Baji to play me too, but like, I think I'm going to guess the Blazers know what he is. And that's like, not quite an NBA player just yet. 
Here's the last one over under as we'll close the show. It was over under 42 and a half wins. I had the under cause I had predicted 42. Where were you at 42 and a half wins over under? I also went under and was thinking it was close. Um, yeah, my notes read the DraftKings odds were at 39 and a half. And you were going to take the over on 39 and a half. Yeah. So, so like you were in that 40, 41 range. I was at 42. So like I'm, I'm at the under only by a technicality right now, according to cleaning the glass, um, the stats website that does like the Pythagorean based on your net rating and all that, the Blazers are on pace to win 43.8 games. So like a 44 win team, um, they're under 500 as we speak 21 and 22, but like they're, they're they look like an above 500 team based on their sort of statistical profile uh yeah. according to clean the glass the blazers are ninth in offense and 22 in defense at this 43 game juncture uh cleaning the glass also infamously gets rid of garbage time you don't get bonus points for beating the snot out of the last nine minutes of the pistons in a blowout um so yeah i think would you change it would you over under 45 and a half wins would you change it that's a good question um I don't think I would. You're still there. Yeah, maybe I'm still at under. That's not very optimistic of me, but. <laughs> you you were like, oh, man, I wish I didn't feel this way. The West is filled with tough teams more than Agreed. I even expected before the beginning of the season. So I feel like the Blazers maybe can find some form. And historically, I've kind of done that some um, yep. following the, the all-star break. But. Oh man, there are lots of tough teams. Uh, yeah, like Sacramento is way better than we thought they would be. Utah is much more competitive than I thought they would be. You know, Phoenix and the Lakers are worse than I thought they would be. The Lakers are a little bit worse. I thought the Lakers would be like ninth and they're thirteenth. Um, so I'm not like that's not a crazy one for me. But like Sacramento being way better, Utah being much more competitive. Um, you know, the Warriors are a little bit worse. They're in the mud as well. Like I, there's just a lot of teams in the mix who are all going to finish right around right. 500. Exactly. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Blazers finish you know, sixth, maybe in the standings or or something. But I don't know. Right. What they're get, they're right like now. Things. We're recording this. All the games aren't finished on Monday, January 16th on MLK Day. But like uh, heading into this game, heading into Monday's games, they were two games out of fifth, right? Like they were like right in the right in the mix. Yeah, right in the mix. But also like they don't look like the fifth best team in the NBA, (laughs) you know, or the West. I mean, fifth best team in the West. Like, um, but they are they're right there. They're right there. If they can find any form, like you said, they can get going and they're healthier than they've been and all those things. And I think the offense makes more sense now than it did. Like they're, I would, I probably also, should I do this? Should we end this this way? I Uh-oh. also probably would still stick them at 42. Like I I'm going to stick with my guns. I think they're, a, I think they're going to win more than half their games, but I don't think they're going to win like 40 and 42 and 40 sounds right to me. Like it just, I, I, um, I'm usually really bad at predictions. So like sticking with my guns is probably a mistake, but like, I don't think that they have vastly underachieved or vastly overachieved. I think they're right where I thought they would be. Um, mm-hmm. which is like a team that is wins half their games and l- look at the record. Proof's in the pudding. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to see? If best case scenario for you to close to to uh for the last however many games, thirty nine games left in the season. What do you, what do you want to see? Uh, I would be, I would be excited and grateful to see them get out of the play in tournament. Um, yeah. To 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 make the the playoff spots. Um, yep. Boy, pardon me. Uh, the 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 play in tournament. 
Right. Not to play, not to survive it, but to avoid it altogether. Yeah. I think that's a good goal. Like, I think if they finish sixth in this Western conference, they're going to, they had a pretty good year, right? Like, yeah, um, that come down to some, some great performances at the end of the year, right? Some kind of clutch games really to sort of avoid that possible elimination scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's like, you know, if you want them to like compete for a title or whatever, like they probably have to finish top three in the West. They're not one of those teams this year. They're not there yet. They got they, they are, a, are a couple cycles away from being in that conversation if they ever get there. But yeah, I think to me, that's also looks like successful season, right? Like sixth in the West, fifth in the West, fifth, I'm going to bang the drum. I'm going to be like, this team's actually had a really good year and you have to, you have to say nice things about them. Sixth, mm -hmm. I'll, uh, I'll hedge a little bit and say, yeah, this is kind of what you thought they would be and stuff like that. So I'm with you. I, to me, that, that feels like success. Uh, I would love to see the Damon ant pairing get a little hotter like like burn a little brighter because it feels like when dame is really good there aren't those nights that ant is like oh i also had 28 um some of that is just like there's only so much ball to go around and nurk and jeremy grant are eating up some shots um but i would love for that duo to look better on offense than it has that would to me that would make me feel better about like what's next for the blazers absolutely yeah it's a bit seesawing at this point agreed uh, agreed hopefully they're it's... walking hand in hand into the playoffs then yeah and when there was only one set of footprints, that's when Dame carried you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll we'll leave it on that one, dear listeners. Um, Charles, you don't have anything to plug. Uh, like, oh, Charles always no, plugs shout this. Out to, uh, shout out to Ben again, though, for the uh, yeah. The shout out there. to Ben. They're, they're excellent again. Ben's the best. Ben, you're the best. Uh, at Ben underscore Sprouse on Twitter if you want to follow him. I don't think that's a thing Ben cares about, but that's his Twitter handle regardless. Ben, we appreciate you. Listeners, I appreciate you too. The the Blazers, uh, the, this is Tuesday, January 17th show, and tonight, this evening, they play the Denver Nuggets in Denver. Should be a should be a good game, hopefully a good game. The Denver's the best team in the West. Uh, this is chance for the Blazers to build on blowouts over a bad Mavs roster over the weekend to show that they can do it on the road against a good team. It's been a minute since they beat an actually good team on the road. So see them be competitive, see them, you know, uh, maybe get it, maybe notch like a legitimately good win, regardless of what happens Wednesday show. We'll talk about that. You join me here. Tell your friends, make it your first listen every day, free on all platforms, five days a week. It's on YouTube. It's on wherever you get podcasts. You're going to find us. If you're looking for us, I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.